Hello and welcome to Motorsport Now. My name is Jade Paverley. This is the podcast created to find out what people in motorsport are doing without any motorsport. And today's guest is Sarah Moore. Me and Sarah met back in 2012 on the Motorsport Academy and she's been doing some really interesting stuff, um, actually recently competing in Formula W. So let's find out how Sarah started her motorsport journey. Sarah, can you tell us how you started competing in motorsport? Getting into motorsport was fairly easy for me, really. My dad used to race um, and he has his own airfield up in Tockwith, New York. So, um, like I said, I was pretty much born straight into it. It's, it's in the blood for me, so relatively easy compared to most. If I remember rightly, you started your race career by karting and you were quite young when you started. How old were you? Um, I started karting probably, I think I was about four. When I started, my dad built me a purposely built because I was so, so tiny. Well, I still am now. But I was going to say, there's absolutely nothing of you. So back then, you must have been absolutely tiny. Yeah, my dad had to build, because um, they didn't have Bambinos when I was younger. Um, so my dad had to build me a purposely built, um, we called it the Barbie cart because it was bright pink. So I absolutely love that. So um was your plan to do karting for a few years and then progress up the steps to go towards single seaters or saloon car racing? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, I never really took karting very seriously. I played a lot of sports through school. I was a, a big football fan. Um, I still am, although I don't play it anymore. But um, I did karting right up until I was 13 and a half. Um, and I did my, my race license for cars and then uh, raced on my, uh, the, well, the birthday the weekend of my 14th birthday and then uh, it's gone from there really. So at four you started karting, 14 you started car racing and you started in junior Janettas? Yeah I started in the uh, Janetta Junior Championship yeah. Which you won? Yeah I won that in 2009. 2009, God it's ages ago, it is, <laughs> years ago. That is, so you were so young, so how old were you when you won it? So you're 26 now right? Um. I was 15 when I won the championship. That is amazing, really. So you weren't doing it very long before you won the championship. That is really incredible. Yeah, uh, for me, it was kind of a a big turning point because uh, in karting, um, when I was younger, I was never anything special. I never finished last, but I was never, well, or very rarely inside the top 10. Um, So not many people remember me from my karting days, but... I'd been driving cars round again since I was five years old. So, um, you know, when I finished school, I'd go and jump in a car. So cars seemed a bit more kind of normal to me. Um, and, I, and I took to it. It probably took me about a year um, to kind of get up with the big boys. But once I was up there, you know, I felt very comfortable. And us women have, uh, we're, we're better mentally, we're stronger mentally. So uh, I think that probably helped me as well. It's, um, to be fair, a year is like no time at all in, in the motorsport world, really. If you just to take a year to get to where you were, it's, it's super impressive. Um, and then moving from Genetis, so did you stay in Genetis for a few years and then did you do any single-seater stuff? Like what kind of other things did you do? Yeah, I stayed in Genetis um, until the end of 2010. Um, and then I moved into what was the Formula BMW car. They brought the cars over to the UK and created a championship. So I did um, a year of single seaters, which was mainly for experience uh, more than anything else. We were on a very tight budget compared to other people that had over triple the budget that we had. Um, but like I say, it was more for experience uh, than anything else. And then after that, I just 
went back to sports car racing. Which is a different path, isn't it? I mean, I'm now more rally than race myself, but it's you kind of have that opportunity to go towards single seaters, which can get insanely expensive, obviously, because you know your end game, I guess, is Formula One ultimately. And then you've got you know your saloon car race, you've got touring cars, you've got Le Mans, you know, all that kind of stuff. Is have you? I'm kind of be skipping ahead a little bit here, but is that your ultimate goal? Like, have you got a vision where you want to end up in? Um, I think I'm probably. I wouldn't say one of few because I think more people watch endurance racing these days. But when I was younger, I mean, I always watched Formula One, but for me, it was never a dream. Um, Mm. And then as I got older, probably about, I think I was 16, when my older brother Nigel uh, raced at Le Mans 24 hours. And that for me created the goal in my head for where I wanted to be. So from there... Um, that's kind of what I've been working towards. So I've done um, a fair bit of endurance racing. I did uh, half a year in in the LMP3 prototypes in the UK, um, and then the W Series, which is what I competed in in 2019, has helped me massively in terms of just knowledge um, to move myself forward as a driver. Yeah, tell us a little bit more about the W Series. I mean, that was very well publicised. And I guess you're used to being on TV anyway, because the Ginny Genetis has always been televised. Obviously, it's quite a lot of pressure because you've got so many people watching. But how was that whole experience for you? Because it's not just about the driving, it was the whole package, I guess, they're trying to create with that. Exactly that. I mean, for me personally, and I'd probably say for most of the other girls who race in the championship as well, um, it's probably one of the best moments of the career so far. Like I said, I learned so much and without the W Series, I would have never had that opportunity to race a Formula 3 car ever, which is why I, another reason why I opted down the endurance route, because the, the budget's split between the drivers um, and it's easier, you know, for sponsorship down, down the endurance route. But um not even just from you know an on-track point of view from the W series it's the the off-track stuff as well I mean you know we all had to share data we were all running under the same team um and you know all the girls were were very friendly we were were all there to help each other um because you know our end goal although some people might want to be Formula One some might want to be Le Mans some might want to be Indy um we all, you know, want to succeed in whatever it is we want to go down. So we, we were all helping each other, but it was also nice to see the following we got of the young female racers because looking back to when I was younger, I never had a female racer, or not that I remember, um, to look up to when I was younger. So I think it's kind of created something for the younger generation of girls to look up to and to aim to. That's really interesting what you said and the fact you're sharing data that's almost unheard of isn't it in the racing world really like you keep everything as close to your chest as possible so how did you find that because I guess you obviously come from a, a background where you try and keep well I presume you tried to keep you know the best bits to yourself but you're having to share it with everyone how did you find that? Um, for me um, I can't say I ever really found it tricky because going into the championship um, I was on the back foot slightly compared to quite a few of the drivers that have or had a fair bit of Formula experience. Um, the likes of Jamie Chadwick, Baitskavissa, uh, Alice Powell, Vicky, Piria. Um, there was quite a few drivers that had Formula experience. So I was on the back foot. So the data side of it for me was always going to be an advantage. Um, but I know uh, Jamie in an interview she did recently said that that was something that she was a bit kind of wary about to start off with because she mm-hmm. knew 
in her head, I guess, that she had a bit of an upper hand on experience. Um, so for everyone else to see her data, obviously, it just meant that they were going to, um, you know, improve in big chunks rather than little chunks because they could see exactly what she was doing. Yeah, that's, that is really interesting. It's, it's good that you kind of all, obviously, are competing against each other, but it was great that you teamed together and had a, a goal to work towards. That's, mm-hmm. it's, it's very admirable obviously we're competing against all females which is unheard of normally and I don't like to have you know go on too much about you know females and motorsport I think it should just be a thing that we have the opportunity to do and you know that's just one of those things it's just that it's so unusual just for the benefit of the listeners how did you find it just being all girls was it just normal what the way that I describe it is when we're off track, you know, obviously you can see we're all females, but, um, you know, when the helmet's on, it's just like any other race we've all competed in. We're all racing against each other. So it's just like racing against the men effectively. And, um, you know, ask anyone, whether it be someone who's competed in the W series or someone that's competing in any other championship, all females ultimate goal is to compete against the men, you know, at the high levels of sport. So, you know, there's no reason why why it can't be done. Perfect. Absolutely spot on how it should be. So tell me, what were you supposed to be doing in 2020 before Corona hit and everything went wrong? Um, so 2020 plans um, were to be competing in the W Series again um, for the second season. And uh, hopefully, if we all get going again, um, I'll be doing a couple of races in GT4 in Europe. So, yeah, I'm kind of hoping that we can get going sometime soon because the simulator just isn't the same. Yeah. Is that what you're doing to try and keep yourself focused? How are you trying to keep your mind on racing? Like what's how are you helping yourself for when you get back into it? Um, I mean, luckily, um, probably a month or so before uh, coronavirus hit, I actually uh, got a good deal on a simulator. So, um, good time. I have a. A fairly, yeah, a fairly basic um, simulator at home, a PC simulator. So um, quite a few of the W Series girls um, have linked up on uh, R Factor 2 or iRacing. Um, and we uh, just create our own groups and we just practice on the tracks that either we've raced at um, in 2019 or ones that we were planned to be racing at this year. Um, and then sometimes we just throw a few curveballs in there just for uh, just a little laugh. Yeah, and what was your favourite track that you competed on so far in your career? Um, I think my my favourite track overall throughout my whole career has got to be the Norch Life, Nürburgring, and nothing will ever beat that. Um, But I think um, out of the recent tracks that I've been to, um, I'd probably say Assen is probably one of my favourites, I think. Why does that stand out for you? Um, I'm more of a fast flowing kind of driver. I mean, cars are built for speed. We're not meant to stop for uh, hairpins or chicanes, you know, so um, I prefer the fast flowing tracks. So, uh, yeah, I, I had a crash at Norris Ring, which is pretty much just two hairpins. Um, oh, so you don't like those anymore. Prove my point, basically, <laughs> that I don't like hairpins. Um, so, well, yeah, you don't absolutely. drink very much. You're pretty ruthless. Remember, because we, we did the... Um, was it a VW Challengers? I can't remember what it was. We went to Germany. Yeah, Oscar Schleben. That's it. And yeah, yeah. I remember you absolutely, you just absolutely ate that track. It's <laughs> like how you did that was fantastic. Obviously, you're quite like your style. Yes, you're fast and flowing. As that's how racing drivers want to drive. But you have got such a kind of, 
I don't want to say aggressive, but you're very assertive when you're on the track from what I've seen and what I remember. Do you think that's the influence from having quite a competitive family? Because you've got a very much a motorsport family. Do you think that's influenced how you drive? Um, I think just um, trying to beat my brother the whole of yeah. my life. Um, yeah, I <laughs> um, I'm still trying, but um, uh, I'll never give up. But uh, I think um, it's just come through through years of of sports car racing. I think in a, in a sports car, you can get away with being a, a little bit more aggressive, um, especially in the sprint racing. Um, I think you have to be a little bit more aggressive. Um, in the endurance racing, you kind of have to learn to to not push to 110% every lap. You've kind of got to bring it back to like, you know, 90% and preserve the tyres, think of the fuel. Um, and again, with the Formula car, it's a totally different driving style altogether. Sometimes you've got to be smooth and then there is other corners where you need to, to be aggressive. So there's on one whole lap, you know, you, you have the mix of smooth driving and aggressive driving. So, uh, yeah, it, it keeps your, uh, your mind going, definitely. Tell me a bit about your fitness, especially with the endurance racing. How did you prepare and train for that? I can't say I've done as much um, fitness for endurance racing over the past kind of year and a half um, because uh, at the end of 2018, I started to do training for the formula stuff. So, to be fair, I I think probably the past two years of my endurance stuff I didn't do much training because um, driving the sports car is nothing compi- compared to driving the formula car um, but I always used to do a lot of running I used to enjoy going out for 5k runs going out on my bike um, and on the other hand I love a bit of weightlifting too so uh, yeah 50-50 really yeah don't you really you can't not otherwise yeah you're a bit stuck if you can't wheel the car around so can you exactly well yeah that was my struggles when I was younger so you know (laughs) you work you know you're very slim build anyway and to kind of go into you know karting I think toughens you up I think after karting you if once you go into a you know a Ginetta maybe you didn't feel it's quite as strenuous and then obviously as you've gone into the formula stuff that's must have been another kind of jump again yeah, I think the formula, um, you know, the fitness that you need for the for the formula racing has probably been the biggest challenge for me. I mean, at the, the beginning of 2019, I had a, a few back issues um, just from the impact of the formula car. And I think it's just kind of built up because I've been, you know, go-karting or racing cars for, you know, 20 years, which is crazy to think, really. But, you know, because I started at such a young age, you know, it's had such a big impact on my back that I didn't even realise because I've never driven a car that's as physical as a form- as this Formula car. So um, it was a big shock to me and I pretty much spent the, the whole of last year working on my back and flexibility when there was everyone else was working on weights and running and everything else. So yeah, it was pretty tough to be fair. Yeah, it's not easy and a lot of people don't understand who don't compete in motorsport that it is actually very physical. So what has been your temptation during covid what's been knocking on the doors of your cupboards <laughs> um, um i won't say too much to be fair. i mean you know i think everyone's delved into the biscuits and chocolates um <laughs> but i think everyone's kind of it's that alcohol i think that that probably get i mean if <laughs> you've been on it no one else has said that <laughs> <laughs> i'm a, a big fan of guinness so yeah yeah oh, guinness really? and cider yeah. has been my uh yeah, Guinness and Cider has been my go-to, but I'm I'm trying to stop now. I've got to that point where I'm like, 
okay, I need to, you know, get myself back on my fitness now. So, uh, yeah, I'm trying to stop. But the, the chocolate and the biscuits and desserts keep on shouting at me. So. Chocolate, biscuits and Guinness. What a fantastic combination. That <laughs> surprised me there. That's, no, that's fair play. Um, you did touch on this earlier about you didn't have a female idol to look up to when you were younger. But generally speaking now, um, do you have someone you still aspire to be more like? Or I shouldn't say, you know, someone who's inspired you one person maybe cringy or whatever but one person that I looked always always have and probably always will look up to is my brother um just because he's kind of done everything that I want to do and it's actually quite nice just to have him there you know at the end on the end of the phone or I can just pop around to his house and you know if he's been to a track that I'm going to he'll literally go for everything with me and uh, it's not very often you get someone you know like that that most people know is a fantastic driver and you know I'm lucky lucky enough to have him in my family I guess but most sports quite a family orientated um yeah so that's that's so nice to have that's that's lovely and have you got any advice to anyone um starting in motorsport if they want to take the steps up the racing ladder um I'd say the easiest step is I mean depending where you're wanting wanting to enter whether it be karting or or in you know go straight into cars but um you know the best thing is usually to go down to your local kart circuit whether it be indoor or outdoor um and start off there maybe do do a few sessions and then you know if you feel like you're you're getting somewhere then you progress and buy your own car um and then start at a club level and work yourself up um and then the same kind of goes if if you're wanting to get into racing cars really most people start off with with the track days um at different circuits where you can hire a car take your own car um and then again kind of progresses from club club level all the way up through you know up to professional if that's where they want to go and actually just another question sorry last question how did you find it um being on tv when you first started racing did you find that quite pressurizing did you mind that a lot of people were watching or did you just shut it out and just get on with it um i didn't mind too much to be fair i think my first year kind of on tv probably was probably 2009 the year that i won the Jeanette junior championship um and the year before that was when my brother won the Jeanette junior championship if i remember rightly so um i kind of you know was around the paddock watching him getting interviewed and he was awful at interviews and I picked up on that so I always said to myself if I was getting interviews I had to be better than that so um I think that kind of you know when the time came I think that you know that was just in the back of my head and I just kind of I tend to go with the flow I can talk for England so um that's once perfect. I'm talking that's it <laughs> absolutely spot on board I need right now so that's fine <laughs> thank you Good. Um, I think that's all the questions I wanted to ask, really. Unless there's anything else you think is worthwhile saying to anyone aspiring or, you know, advice to any of the competitors what to do during this very odd time with no motorsport. Yeah, it's pretty difficult, really. Um, I mean, you know, for those that are in the motorsport right now, it's it's just trying to keep yourself motivated in terms of your fitness. Um, I mean, you know, I have a program to, to work out kind of two, three times a day. And there's some days where I, I wake up and I think, ah, just not feeling it today. And sometimes you've got to force yourself through it. And then there's other times where you've got to go, okay, I'm really not feeling it. I'll have a day off and attack this tomorrow. Um, so it's just kind of keeping yourself on track, keeping yourself motivated, um, doing certain things that motivate you, whether it be listening to music, you know, playing on a simulator, um, 
but you know talk to your friends you know we're, we're very lucky these days to have technology so um you know facetime friends family keep in touch because uh otherwise when we go back to what isn't going to be normal anymore um but when we go back to work or whatever it may be um talking to someone face to face is going to be a bit weird yeah yeah it's gonna be hard. <laughs> we're quite comfortable staying inside or you know the first <laughs> But thank you so much for your time. That's been really interesting. Congratulations on your career so far. Like you've done so thank much since I last saw you. I think we decided was eight years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seems you. like a very, very long time ago. Well, <laughs> like not that long ago, but now, yeah, it's flown by. So absolutely congratulations for what you've done. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you. Um, I'm going to press pause. There we go. <laughs> and that was Sarah Moore. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to my podcast sponsors, Group B Motorsport and Forest Experience Rally School. I'll be releasing my next podcast shortly. If you want to get in touch, please just drop me a message on Instagram, Jade Pavely Motorsport. Thank you very much and stay safe.